This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. But uh, yeah, this is the actual damage amount. There it is. What is it? <laughs> the wait is over. Oh, oh God. Oh my God. <laughs> Why are we even playing? Uh, the damage is done. Jesus See, fucking Christ! Oh my God. Wow. For the team to survive, everyone must step up. Ladies and gentlemen, very kind of you. <laughs> Barry! And try to avoid repeating history. We've been down this road before. We have made this mistake before. And I can't roll over a one. <laughs> the battle with Grenzeldeck continues. You know what I'm going I'm to rename this adventure The Onion of Evil? Right now. Man, was that a long week to wait for this one. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Glass Cannon Podcast. Your good buddy, gaming pal, Joe O'Brien here to welcome you to the show and to say that this week, I get the pleasure of congratulating the five finalists in our Ultimate Intrigue Giveaway Contest, courtesy of our friends at Paizo Publishing. And uh, before I go into that, though, I, I can't in good conscience continue on without addressing the fact that... It is ridiculous the way Troy ended last week's episode. That was just absurd. It's the kind of vicious, soulless, sadistic thing that only a DM of Troy caliber could even think of doing. The wait is nearly over, though. Get ready. You're going to find out exactly what that one swing from Grenzeldeck did. But just if you could, bear with me for a few more minutes. You waited a week. What's a few more minutes? For the Ultimate Intrigue Contest, we challenged you guys to submit your ideas for a character sketch. We asked for race, class, gender, etc., along with just a short backstory. Well, the results are in, and we have narrowed down an insane amount of entries to the final five. I'm going to read off each of the five finalists and their character in just like a one-line summary. And then you can head over to our Tumblr to actually see the character sheets that we generated for them. Now, they'll be up there for about a week. And then sometime next week, we are going to have a video drawing live to determine who wins the free copy of Ultimate Intrigue. Keep an eye on our Twitter account, at GlassCannonPod, to find out when that video goes live. It'll be, like I said, sometime next week. All right. It is now my pleasure to introduce you to this new group of heroes and their brilliant creators. First up, we have Ragnar Rockgroin a mountain dwarf cleric who can harness the power of weather, submitted by Matthew Fields. Joining him and showing off his skills in unarmed combat is Yitzel, a male lizardfolk monk trained in the Metalcraft Mountains, submitted by Austin Jute. To pierce the veil and connect with the other side, we brought in Shiro, a blind male half-elf oracle submitted by Tony Martinez. To keep the group honest, and you got to keep a group honest, we selected Iridia Quickwater, or Schnellwasser in her creator's native German. I hope I didn't butcher that too bad. A female half-elf paladin raised by halflings in West Crown with a beautiful and tragic backstory submitted by Katja Hauser. And... Finally, we add that staple that every adventuring group needs in order to stand up against the forces of evil. Ginzel Dezinko Hightain Winklebeyer, an atheist gnome alchemist recently parted from a traveling band of charlatans, submitted by Ian Satterholm. Congrats to our five finalists, and thank you to everyone else for your submissions. The decisions were so incredibly hard. We had literally dozens of emails back and forth and back and forth among the group trying to narrow it down. And I do want to quickly mention one runner-up that was so close to making the final five. I got to give a shout out to Jack Pepper, the Rat Folk Samurai, submitted by Luis Juarez. 
awesome, awesome character. Remember, follow us on Twitter at GlassCannonPod, and you can find out when next week we will be drawing the winner of the Ultimate Intrigue book, courtesy of Paizo Publishing, signed by the GCP crew. All right, thank you so much for your patience. I could just literally feel the tension as this intro got longer and longer. I needed to wrap it up. We need to get to the show. The wait is officially over. The battle continues. The axe meets flesh and bone. The Glass Cannon team proudly presents episode 67, The Wedding Slashers 2, Married to the Sob. So, uh, how was everybody's week? <laughs> Don't even. Did you guys have a good week? Joe, what'd you do this week? Anything good? I don't want to hijack your show opening, but I have no interest in talking about anything. That's just I rude. want to continue this combat. That's just rude. I'm, I'm, I'm not ready yet. Grant? <sighs> Grant, did you have a good week? I was mostly thinking about, like, how much pleasure you were deriving from the suspended kind of tension that we're in. And I, I really think you're a... Textbooks, say, sadist and sociopath. You are, uh, your opinion is um, seconded by everyone on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of backing on this one, Troy. Got some real hate mail, too. I haven't got that in a while. Uh, Matthew, we have informed the FBI. Matthew, solid week, bud? Yeah, sure, let's go. <laughs> I guess that's everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this kid looks so sad. Did you happen to catch last week's uh, episode of the Glass Cannon? I'm going <laughs> to literally murder you. <laughs> in, that's in real life, if right? You, if you ask what I've spent my week doing, it's trying so hard not to murder you. <laughs> or planning the perfect murder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, trying not to think. Well, part of my week was making up a, a, a backup character. <laughs> that was a lot of my week. That's smart. That's smart to do. Yeah, it was something. I had to do something to distract me from my murderous rage <laughs> towards you. So, just a question. I, yes. Did you, by chance, like hit up trains, look for strangers who might be willing to exchange murders? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I rode the LIRR a couple of times. Uh, and is it Chris Cross? I just I was listening to Chris Cross. <laughs> Uh, on uh, on my iPod and all right, so it sounds like everybody had a pretty good week. <laughs> <laughs> what else should we talk about, <laughs> motherfucker? Let's go. Would you please? Let's go. I mean, if there's one thing, one week we needed to just get going. Remove the sword of Damocles from above my throat. There it is. Do you guys there remember, it is. Do you guys remember this? This index card here. <laughs> uh, I had, I don't remember rolling damage this high yet in Giant Slayer. Uh, it was so high. And uh, I wrote it down on the index card. And just to ensure uh, that we're being truthful, I then had all of you sign the index card. And uh, I'm going to sign it as well after this. But you can see, still sign the index card, so I you couldn't change it. You folded it in half so we couldn't see the amount. Couldn't read it. just said, sign it. And uh, I don't know what that proves other than your mastery over us as human beings <laughs> that we've totally submitted to your evil will. Yeah, I don't know if that would hold up in court, but I think you're being honest. I, I don't have I couldn't uh, have forged all of this. Um, but uh, yeah, this is the actual damage amount. There it is. What is it? <laughs> Jesus right Christ. Oh, you guys want to know what the damage is? Yes. I'm uh, just going to hold it up in the air and let you guys read it. And mind you, I, I think you said what your hit points were at the end, but I wasn't really listening, and it didn't really matter. This is how much damage was done. Jesus Gee, fucking Christ! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. You sure that's not upside down? <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> that makes a lot more sense if you turn oh, it over. Upside down, it would be nine. Zero nine, but right side up 60 is... 60 oh, points God. of fucking damage. Jesus Christ, dude. Are you still alive? points Hold of on. damage. <laughs> how much did you say you had? Well, I had... I had 44. Is that permanent? I had 44 hit points, and that I get minus five because of the armor for the damage reduction. Oh, good. Mother. So, so what's your con? My con is 14 with So you're negative 11. Yep. Okay. Jesus. So <laughs> at least for the next oh three God. rounds, I am still alive. <laughs> I have to say that's probably the best, Troy. That's the best reaction you're going to get out of this kid there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, uh, he's had an entire week to plan and make a backup character and assume he's dead. And yeah, and I do like my backup character, but 
<laughs> well, you'll see him in three rounds. Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, right, because you now know, have no healer to bring Galabras back. Uh, yeah. So you, you have to bleed out. So this have is, to, but this is the second might. time Gel's been knocked unconscious by a giant, right? By when a he's giant protecting me, and this time. Wait, 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 wait! I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Grant. Um, just real quick, that number. Um, I know this is a week ago, but like you were doing like 11 points of damage on some of those hits. How did you do 20 points of damage? So I don't want to give tripled. away too much. We'll save that for cannon fodder in terms of numbers. But one weapon is doing much more damage than the offhand weapon, oh, all right. and this was her main weapon. And uh, a times three crit happened to be 60 points of damage. Jesus I'll Christ. tell you right now, that was actually a low roll. Oh, Jesus. God. Well, uh, I shouldn't even say it's a low roll. It could have been, it could have been worse. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, Grant. You were saying about... Oh, no. It's just... Uh, we're supposed to be killing these things. And Skid keeps in, in a valorous act. Stands up and protects his teammates. Yeah. Della. Yeah. She and was down. Now, protected Baron that other time. She was down and... and on the ship, but that wasn't against Now, vulnerable. here's something you guys probably didn't think about all week. She still has two more attacks. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Why do we even play? Uh, Coup de gras on Galapagos. No, no <laughs> come on. Come on, man. Ingrahild. Let me guess. Oh, it's coming at Lork. Ingrahild unconscious, but because of her diehard feet, she automatically stabilizes, and I chose to have her just stabilize and stay uh, unconscious as opposed to staying alive and fighting to the death. Uh, Remember her? <laughs> Della was knocked unconscious, brought back to life, uh, to consciousness by Galabras. Not going to get those channels for a little while. Yep. And Galabras, were you going to say something, Skid? I was just saying we were corrected by a listener in Paris about our pronunciation of coup de gras it's actually coup de gras because there's a vowel after the c and he he said that what really? you actually are saying in french is coup of greece rather than grace so it's coup de gras so ah. we so yeah. americans have totally been mispronouncing that for our entire yeah apparently <laughs> military history so well take note same thing with uh donka shane it's donka shun it's not Donka Shane. That's, like, we that, sing that's that dialectical, I guess. Let's really get into it. Oh, but wait, I do want to take this, I do want to take this opportunity. Uh, there has been some vicious lies, vicious, vicious lies being spread about me via the email, uh, via Joe O'Brien. And I would like to state for the record that I love Canada and Canadians. <laughs> and I have never insulted one in my life. You know who hates Canada? Grenzeldeck. We got a question oh. about what stuff we're editing out of the show, and I, <laughs> I might have mentioned all of the anti-Canadian speak that we cut uh, from, uh, from Matthew. I went to Canada for my bachelor party. <laughs> I've worked with a lot of Canadians who have been absolutely lovely. I think this is just terrific. Joe, Joe how many hit points does Lork have left? Uh, Lork is raging and has 40. So he actually has 30. So he's got 10, 10 temporary hit points, I believe. Uh, it might be 12 at this level, it temporary be hit points. 12, yeah. yeah, 12 temporary. So he actually has 28. So Lork could very well go unconscious. Oh, if you crit? If you three times crit, Lork gets over. First attack. He's uh, 18 to hit. 18 hits. Oh. He's enlarged. Oh, no. Lork. Lork. Uh, 20 points of damage. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That's not the offhand. That's that's the, uh, that's the that main is, weapon. That's the main weapon. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Thank God. Jesus. Ooh, you said Jesus. the offhand was doing less damage. 20 points of damage. And now this other one, last attack. So we had eight real hit points I'll left. tell you right. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you guys right now as players. We obviously, I had some fun holding off, withholding Galabras' stuff. This thing's probably going to knock you unconscious right now if it hits. I'm going to roll the dice in front of you on the table let you see. That means you're going to have more than half the party unconscious, and it's going to be up to Baron, Della, and a bear. Not a master. <laughs> All right, here it is. Rolling on the table. It's going to be a natural twans. Wait, wait, wait. Bottle cap? I will give a bottle cap. It might be pointless, yeah. because with Lork's lowered AC from enlarged person, oh, you might yeah. hit him no matter what. So It is uh, like plus 15. Uh, bottle caps? All right, no. I'll give you a bottle cap. I'll give you a bottle cap. Oh, I, got, I got three of them. I got three of them. What yeah. a nice guy. Yeah. I want to see that bottle one cap. Meet. Maybe a natural one. <laughs> we might get a natural one. That's true. There it is. I'm rolling two. Neon green and another neon greeny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Damn, rolling rocks. Two 16s. <laughs> That is rough. I don't need to tell you the modifier to tell you that it hit you. Uh, 
six points of damage. Ooh! Oh. Very lucky, very lucky. So if you come out of your rage, do you die? Uh, no, not yet. I'm not below zero. Yet. You might as well be. I know. He has a higher con score than the bonus. I just needed to outlast that round. I think if I get one more round with Lork, he's going to kill her. One more round. Della. I'm calling my shot. On the ground. Della seeing Galabras step between her and Grenzeldeck and then getting... I mean, what happened? Just like... One axe shot just... Like right into his chest. Right through the armor. It blocked five points of it, but not the other 55 points of it. Della is going to... But don't uh, forget, Galabras is going to have to roll to maintain his... See if he bleeds out. No, he won't. Because oh. Della is going to force a potion of cure moderate wounds down Galabras' throat. Her friend! Her oh. close... Her, the, one of the closest people she's been... You know, the people she's been the closest to since she's been freed. Now, let's be honest. Cure moderate is 2d8 plus... Three. three. 2d8 plus three, so you better roll high because he might still be unconscious. But uh, it's well, hard, you know what? Better stabilize. to stay unconscious. Yeah, I'd rather stay unconscious. <laughs> Don't roll too good. Uh, ten, 13. 13. Okay, so I am conscious. Oh, two hit points. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, no. Stab um, yourself in the eye next round. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. And then Della is going to draw. That's. It's a full round action. Full round action. Oh, it's a full round action. A potion, okay. yeah. uh, and were you still on the ground, so you just crawled over to him, or you're standing up? I was standing, so I, yeah. I, I, I crouched down and jammed down his throat. Ingerhild, still unconscious. Baron, round. I'm, I've lost track of rounds between the week. I think it's round five, might be round six. Does it really matter if everyone's dead? <sighs> Baron. Uh, no grit. <clears throat> Excuse me. Excuse me. I apologize. Uh, no grit, so I'm just going to try to hit her three times. <laughs> Baron killer! Do it! Then we can't leave it up to Lork. Yes, 18 on the die, hit. Yes. Oh, that is a hit. 10 on the die, uh, so I get plus... Uh, it's minus four total. Yeah. Okay, uh, so that's, all, that's 11, I think. Minus six, because it's uh, Curse of Melancholy as well. So oh, mi- so yeah, it's 11. Miss... Oh, wait, 11... Touch minus eight, six? Eight. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's a hit. Now... And then that's a 10. That's 10 misses. Uh, all right, so two hits. All right, here we go. Oh, she. Ch- oh my God, I forgot last week she chugged a potion. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, 12 points of damage. Fudsicle. Mm-hmm. And Ooh, eight on the die. 16 points of damage. I would. That would be 18 points if I didn't have a, this stupid melancholy curse. <laughs> if I wasn't so sad. She is killable. If you don't, she will definitely kill one of you. <sighs> Baron has set her up for death. If Baron had hit with another bullet, it might have been game over. Ladies and gentlemen, very kind of you. <laughs> Barry! Uh, all right, full attack action from Barry. Claw, claw, bite. And her AC is so high. Uh, first attack, miss. Second claw, uh, 22. Miss. God. That's a natty 17. Third attack, miss. The bite misses. Oh. This battle is really, and I love Della, but it's made me miss uh, Gormley. Gormley so much. Yeah. Yeah, taking down that AC you would be both. clus. Clus. would be clus. Clutch. Would be clutch. Lork. Lork, uh, I mean, it's it's really it's really up to you here. All right, so yeah, Lork uh, bleeding all over. He's got 14 hit points left, 12 of which are fake, which are made up by his rage. Um, he's just going to stare Grenzeldeck down and say, You are pathetic. You've always been pathetic. He wouldn't take you, and so you've gone and sulked in your cave like the pathetic, lumbering, moronic beast you are. Take me. Take me if you desire to kill anyone. And then he's going to swing at her. She's just (laughs) crying the whole time. If you want a Uh, husband, marry my sword! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. He's going to... uh, Bottle cap? uh, I don't have a bottle cap. I'll give you a bottle cap. Can we do that? Yeah. Is that transferable? Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Yeah, I'm, gonna use, I'm gonna use my I'm second bottle. All right. And I am going to actually not do oh no. Oh no. Yeah, I'm not gonna do a power attack, I don't think. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna do a power attack. Okay. Just to up the eight because our AC is so high. Alright. First swing. King greatsword. Natural three. <laughs> Roll again. Roll again because of the bottle cap. And this is just for the first attack. 17! That's yeah! 17 critical threat. Yes! Holy shit, if you confirm the crit, you could trip her. Uh, I think I got it. Natural 12, that's uh, 28 to hit. Confirmed crit. Yeah! <laughs> and 
I'm going to attempt to trip her if I don't kill her in this hit. And remember, if you fail by five or more, you fall prone. Go <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you got a card for me there? All right. Yeah. Roll to uh, see if you trip her, though. I want to see. You want me to start with? Yeah. Well, what if I kill her before? Because you'll be like, you'll swipe the legs out and then come down with a big blow. Okay. Um, if you fall, we'll, we'll retcon it. Okay. Uh, also, I have an amazing, I'm sure she has a really high CMD, but with, the, if you remember, I went into a rage uh-huh. and it, Galabras enlarged me. So my CMB is now plus 19. Ooh. <laughs> so he's huge I'll now. I'll tell you right now, 50% chance. 50% chance. All right. Come on. Look. God damn it, eight. No. So 27. But you don't fall. But I don't fall, luckily. Roll for the damage. Roll for what the is, damage. What is the oh. crit? <sighs> Gut slash. Oh, we've had that. Double damage and 1d4 bleed. Yeah. Target cannot swallow whole. That happened to me on the Sorry. boat. You can't swallow the storm tyrants. No, no, no. Oh, hey, no. I'm going to no, cut myself no, off. This is right a family show. Cut myself cut off. Cut the mic, cut the mic, cut the mic. All right. With giant Gorham's thorn. Ooh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um, oh, it's double damage. It's 52 points. Oh, oh, my oh my god! In the jump, last jump, jump, 12 jump. seconds or so, uh, this thing hit Galabras with the force of a giant and struck him down within just, uh, you know, the smallest little breath of life left. Almost killed him. Della just walks over, pours a potion down to try and bring him back to life. Baron fires off a couple bullets. And Lork steps up with Gorm's thorn. <laughs> slashes her across the gut and her intestines and entrails just come yeah! out. Yeah. <laughs> Renzeldeck dies! Yeah! yeah! Alright. And Galabras lived! Yeah! And Galabras lived. Well played, John. Oh, that was awesome. Well played. Wow. Oh, man. That is not how I thought it would go. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that one was worth the price of admission. That is by far the most exciting initial 20 minutes that I've ever had of of an episode. She had five hit points left. You did 50. (laughs) (laughs) Her con was not 45, so. She's actually like a smoothie now. I think if we put her in a cup, we (laughs) can drink her. And hey, I got to give it to uh, to Skid. That was the bottle cap. That was my second D20 roll was the natural 17. So thanks, buddy. Got one left. Wow. Very kind. Well, a short episode this week, but it's been a hell of an episode. Hey, all right. <laughs> there it is. There's the 60. We'll, maybe we'll give this away as a prize. Oh, my God. Fun. All right, so Lork falls out of a rage. It has four hit points. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Galabras immediately channels. Just to, just to let you know, uh, in terms of the post-battle feel, Galabras and Baron are still unfathomably sad. Grenseldeck's death is not tied to this curse. Um, hmm. Interesting. If anything, you would think that perhaps she herself was inflicted by yeah. the curse. Yeah. I, I was actually thinking that last week. Like, as we were rolling those checks, I was thinking it didn't make a lot of sense that just because she got spurned on this offer, I mean, she raised an army. Like, why wouldn't she just get angry and go kill someone? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, all her sulking seems a little over the top. Ooh, I, had a, I have an idea. Is she using this fort the same way that they would have in the past? Like, would this be where the castellan or the leader back then would have been? Quite possibly. Because maybe his bones are here that we're <gasps> trying to find for yeah, Fabian. Yeah. Nailed and it. And that's what's causing the curse. Grant, you know what that is? It's a bottle cap. That's a bottle cap. He hasn't given me a bottle cap in forever. I doubt <laughs> it. They're called grit points. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. That's um, uh, an interesting, uh, interesting. That's awesome. That's it. That's exactly, exactly what it is. All this rubble. I mean, there's lots so of So you know what? I wonder if you are going to be sad and melancholy until we find the bones. Yeah, we got to find I mean, it. It's take, a curse. You can't, just, yeah, you can't yeah. get rid of a curse. We got to get Fabian to clear them up. Uh, I'm going to channel. I'm going to use my last channel also. Whew, okay. Um, oh, my God. And there's only two hits on the wand. Yeah. Uh, 14. So that's good. So, search the body, search the pulp, yeah. the pulp of giant pulp. <laughs> left of the pulp. And I, uh, and I want to search the room after that for secret doors. Yes. Or the pile of rubble. And the pile of rubble. You want us to roll on her, or? Yeah, let's, do, let's search her first. Uh, you don't have to roll on her. I'm going to tell you what you find on her. Natural one. Joe finds nothing. <laughs> magical scale mail. A magical hand axe. Ooh. A masterwork composite longbow. With plus nine strength. 
That might be something that interests you down the line. Yeah. Or an enlarged version of yourself. Uh, and a Masterwork Hand Axe. So Masterwork Hand Axe, Masterwork Composite Longbow plus nine strength, Magical Scale Mail, and a Magical Hand Axe. Are these human-sized or giant-sized? These are regular size. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. All right. You want to spellcraft that, that, this stuff? Yeah. Della? You can spellcraft them both with one spellcraft roll. One good one. 23. It is plus one scale mail. Nice. And a plus two hand axe. Ooh. Wow. Man, it's not really a, a half-orky weapon. This... Well, Ingrahild can use it. Right. So I'm, I'm asking, do we, do we give it to her? Like, we got to, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no she one's... has a plus one dwarven war axe in one hand, so she could have a plus two... Uh, hand axe. Hand axe. In her, her. And she'll probably want to come. Scale mail, medium armor, or heavy armor? I believe it's medium, but I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, she'll definitely be coming with us because we are we are going to the tomb of the giant killer. So yeah, she 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 says I I don't want to take these treasures away from you, but if not, none of you have a use for it, uh, I'd be glad to use it or to give it to my brother. Ingrahild, you stood toe to toe with that giant and fought bravely, and you paid the price for it. Oh, I think you earned it. And he oh. hands over the axe. That he didn't find. And she grabs your hand and like, thank you. A little closure there between Lork and Ingrid. Okay, what else what else are we doing? Uh, I would like to tell me where, what? There are doors. Lork wants to go uh, back to the corner where you said that wall was blown out. It was like a former uh, little cubby hole area. Right, there are two circular niches. There's Niche, one that you're yeah. near now, and then there's one on the opposite side of the room that looks like there's been construction. It's there's debris all over the floor. Um, I'll go to the debris one. Okay, you and Lorca, uh, you know, Della you, and Lorca over you there. You go ahead to that. I'm going to go to that. There's like a chest, like a deck, a desk, right? A desk, yes. Yeah, I'll go over to that. So go ahead with the rubble first. Well, I should we let's just do it all together. Let's do it all together. We'll Can just we walk on it? Because I think we're going to need multiple rolls. Or on the desk is obviously the other half of the geo. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's what I want. Yep. So you now have both halves. Sweet of the treasure map to perhaps the tomb of Nargrim Steelhand. The giant killer. All right, so you guys, uh, Della, you want to check out that alcove? Sure. Just a perception? Uh, yeah. Just give me a second. Uh, 14. So, Della, you go over there and look, and you see that part of the wall is, like, completely bricked up. But there's a three-foot hole diameter punched through the wall. Uh, you look through there, and, uh, you just see like cobwebs and spiders, harmless little spiders. Um, Even with like my dark vision in the yeah in the alcove behind it, you don't you don't see anything. Um, I point out the alcove to everybody and say I didn't find anything. Can we get uh, some light I, in there? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna check out the alcove that the hole. Okay, uh, you, Lork. In the meantime, roll a knowledge engineering on that brick wall. Um, I, I don't have it. I have it. I mean, uh, Baron. I'm sorry. No, oh, it's fucking 10. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Uh, 22 on the hole. Uh, so, Della, you look in there, you just see cobwebs and spiders. Galabras, let me take a look. Baron, meanwhile, looking at the wall, can't quite piece together. It just seems, Man, this is a really seems, well-made brick wall. It seems out of place, though. Like, the bricks don't match the rest of the foundation, but Baron doesn't know why. And then Galabras peers inside the hole, and, you know, similar to Della, it appears empty, but you... Look deeper into there, and you reach your hand in, and you feel something that doesn't feel like it's in place deep, deep within there, and you pull it out, and it is a human skull. Oh. It's a human skull. That's <laughs> for your... That's pretty much exactly what happens. <laughs> oh, why did he die? <laughs> Who was he? Galapagos, you'll be all right. Calm down. I'm so sad. Now, is it... Is, can we do some sort of check to see... So many feels. <laughs> uh, see age, sex, that type of thing from it? Or uh, try to figure out who it was? Race? You'd have to roll a pretty high heel check, but I might be able to tell you some things. It's probably the, it's the dude. Yeah, it's I know, but I'm be. just trying to ascertain. We can look more in there and see if there's more stuff. Uh, yeah. Heel plus seven. 23. It's a male skull. Uh, but Human. It, a male human skull. That's, that's all your... It's, it looks like it's been there for a while. I, parts of it, chunks of it are missing, like turned to dust. I dig around in the hole, see if there's any more similar type remains. Uh, no, surprisingly, uh, okay. there's just the skull in there. Is there a way to break down this brick wall? 
Yeah, is there a break value, strength, DC, to this uh, wall? I mean, you could just keep hacking at it and tear it down. Let's, let's do it. Use Unless, can I, I, can I still look around the room for any switches or anything or stuff like that? Uh, sure. Uh, 26. Yeah, the only other thing you see of interest is the uh, doors leading out. Um, I'm sure that this is the head and the other parts of the body are spread throughout the entire fort. <laughs> to well, like to cause this curse specifically. Well, we know from Baron's check though that the brick wall seems unusual. So I'm wondering, like, I'm wondering if there's something. There's going to be something behind it. Well, it seems out of place. Yeah, yeah. So um, even if we don't, even without metagaming, we know this is. And then Glabber's finding the skull. We might want to suspect, like, figure out what's going on with that wall. Also, another, but we, but we can't. We failed to check. No, we. But we, we can break it down. I'm saying. Here's one other thing I'm thinking of, and this isn't immediately relegated to that, but I was thinking about how we got here and where we could go from there when you said it could be another place of the fort. If possible, we need to find a way to get out of here without the bodyguards knowing. Because as soon as What's-His-Face knows that Grenzeldeck's gone, isn't, aren't they just going to fill up the fort and like mm-hmm. take us out? Yep. So that's maybe uh, why going to the middle building might have been good first, but it's okay. You also have Please. the the we, other we can the take only on other the place. entire orc army. We'll be so fine. the only places you haven't looked at are the the middle buildings and then the downstairs of the keep. Okay, and we got to go back to <clears throat> Fabian. Yeah. So uh, does someone have a satchel to keep the skull in? Yeah. Okay. Great. So we hold the skull. Um, we'll hold on to it. I seem to be not saddened by it, so I'll I'll hold on to it. Assuming the skull is the source of it, can we do detect yeah. evil? On the skull? Or detect magic. Detect magic. Um, it's not going to tell you anything. Mm. I mean, okay. The, the, but you can see that Galhebris and uh, Baron are even more effective the closer that they are to this. But I mean, not, not from a mechanical stem, standpoint, but you can tell that this skull is somehow causing this. Yeah. Okay, great. So we, did, nobody, we don't want to try to break down this brick wall. I'd like to try. It seems unusual. I'd, what, I mean, what are we losing by spending an hour to do it? Um, you know, time that the orcs could find out that Grenzeldeck is down. Um, well, it's just going to sound I like mean, a battle, you know? Yeah. Okay, knock it down. Cool. What do we do? Okay, you guys spend an hour just tearing it down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and doesn't seem to be anything behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, so weird. As you're tearing it down, though, you see that it looks to be much newer construction than... The original. Oh, I think. Wall of the I fort. think it's. It might be a cask of Amontillado type thing. Oh, they so might have. They might have bricked him up. Like. Oh, you know. that's interesting. Yeah, it's a good story. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, let's go to. But I do think this is well overdue, Grant. You're at least half right. So I'm going to give Baron half a bottle cap. <laughs> half <laughs> a bottle. You get cap. the whole thing. <laughs> Nice. Oh, look at Baron. Look, it's so sweet. Thanks to Matthew's buddy. <laughs> nice. Uh, all right. So we need to go downstairs in the keep if we want. Uh, or if we think that we're going to face some serious combat, we can just try to sneak back to the sanctuary and, and rest again. But then that's Umlo fighting again. But we have no channels. No Obviously, channels. we're really hurt. Very little wand. Two hits on the wand. Yeah. I have a potion of cure light. I have light. no that's potions it. left that I can tell. Oh, and again, I, I know we aren't saying exactly mechanically that's how it works, but if we fight people with this skull, can Lork go like Ooga Booga and make them do the will save, or was it localized to that room? It's an interesting question that you'll have to put into practice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no way we, of knowing that. We, can we do a recon mission down to the basement? Oh, make a mask out of it for, for Barry Connick Jr. so they look at this little bear run up to him with a skull. <laughs> and like him half out. a skull, yeah. Like he, he'll look at right. the Ewok with Let's the little go. skulls. Recon mission down Let's the Let's go. I'll go invisibly if you want. Do it. All right. So we go downstairs to the ma- to the second floor. So first, you yeah, you go downstairs to the second floor. You're back in the room where the manticore cage was. No sign of the bodyguards. Mm-hmm. Just decaying manticore corpses. You go then go back into the room where the hill giants were sleeping that has been completely cleared out. Very similar to Grenseldeck's bedchamber. Uh, and now you take a right and go towards the area where Lork fell through the floor. Yeah. yeah. So many cliffhangers ago. <laughs> <laughs> and standing before you, though, in that, ho- in that little foyer before that well area is a staircase leading down. Um, what? 
do you do? I just have a feeling we could walk out to this courtyard and it could just be loaded with orcs just yeah. waiting for us. Let's go down. Yeah. You go down to the basement. Well, you want to do a recon. I mean, we. this is another one of those situations where we're continuing past a major, major combat after we are depleted. Oh, and I mean, if we get caught in like a serious combat, I'm saying you, you can do stealth. Stealth and invisible. Right, Total yeah. scout mission. I wouldn't have all of us walk down there. But right we could re- if we could rest in Grenzeldeck's bedroom without going back to the sanctuary, maybe it would be safe enough to do that. Mm, well... What's we all, all this let me do a stealth recon mission down in the basement, and yeah. then I can report back, That's and we good. can decide what to do. Yes, I can also. Yeah, I'm I'm full HP, so I can be in front and wow. fight whatever. Yeah. I'm very not. I mean, I t- <laughs> well, it's because I just ranged the whole time. Right. Yeah. So, all right. all right, you go ahead down and scout out the basement. Vanish. Scout, go down the stairs Hello. stealthily. Vanish. Probably one of your last remaining spells. Now, at this point, you already know what the rooms. At least the layout of the map is shaped like downstairs. So Della, you reach the bottom of the stairs alone, mind you. Set of double doors in front of you. Well, that's yeah, that was. It. Can I listen at the door? Sure. I'm not. I, I guess I'm still. Invi- I'm still invisible. Uh, thirteen on the perception. You hear nothing. I'm gonna try to stealthily open the door. <gasps> yeah. Roll a stealth check. Matthew! I'm going to come down to the bottom of the stairs. Now, do I add? Because when you go in, the invisibility gives me a bonus to my stack, but stealth, but only not to be seen, right? Correct. So this is just a straight stealth roll. Yes. 21. You open the door. You hear nothing. You see no movement. You see rows of decrepit, mildewy shelves lining the walls of a seemingly empty storage room. Detect magic on the room. You don't. Dete- you do detect magic, actually. You should be able to localize that. Can I localize it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the longer you stay stand there, yeah. well, doing that within the course of casting the spell. Well, I well would your know vanish that. only lasts for sure. That's six rounds. Yeah, because my spell. Six rounds. Yeah, so that's what. I'm, that's why I'm saying the longer you stay there, detecting the you know detecting the aura, detecting the presence, detecting location, you're going to become visible at a certain point. Um, I'm going to so, localize the location and then I'm going to head back up. Okay. Seems to be coming from the other side of the room uh, on shelves. All right. Well, well, you can all. Okay. What do you want? What do you want? What, what do you think? I, I, I think by the, the time of me going down the stairs, stealthing the door open, casting the spell, and getting back up, it, it's going to be the end of my back. Can I? So I'm before the door open. Can I do a survival check for tracks in and out of here that are fresh or not? Sure. Or are they just ours? Uh, it's not going to. It's an eight on the day. Shut the door. Okay, so I shut the door, I head back upstairs, I, I sneak back upstairs, I tell them it looks to be an old, an old room, looked empty with my dark vision, old decrepit shelves, but I did detect magic at the far end of the room on one of the shelves. Uh, I think we should just go check out what it is, because I don't think anything's in there, and I really think we should, and I'll go up front, I'll be a frontline fighter. Joe does not agree with this plan. Look at Joe's face. All I'm saying is we've been down this road before. (laughs) We have made this mistake before, and I can't roll over a one. (laughs) (laughs) All all that being said. And Galabras has used two of the three bottle cups. Go go ahead, but I think I am going to stay in the... Back in the back, the yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Just have your bow ready. Yep, I will, I will arm my bow. So, Ingerhild... At the doorway. Uh, <laughs> so, I'll go with you, obviously. Yeah. We can try to stealth in, and those guys can stay at the door, maybe. So, Della and Baron are going to stealth into the room? Yep. Yep. All right, we'll stealth. 14. 11. You open the door. <laughs> Shelves. Lining the walls. You walk into the room, because I said you do. And you see just a little alcove in the back corner. Shelves lining all the walls. And what looks to be a cauldron. Oh, no shit. Tipped on its side in the far right alcove. Is that what the magic is coming from? Uh, no, the magic is coming closer to the, the double doors leading into a circular chamber. Uh, 
as depicted on the map that Calrian Blix gave you. Uh, I'm gonna. We want to proceed in. Enjoy this well, let's, musical. Let's go into here. To deter them from going any further. <laughs> we're gonna walk up. I to think he- you're actually egging us. We're gonna on. walk up to yeah. here and see. There's a lot of things going on. Uh, all right. I like how Grant says we are gonna walk. <laughs> so Grant and Della. Beautiful music. <laughs> I kind of looked and even want to lend us Barry Connick Jr. to, to help. Nope. <laughs> Not my pony. They walk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Don't by the go way, any further. By the way, what is Howie been doing? He's just sitting in the folds of your duster. Wow. I bet you in South here right now, he's screaming, what the fuck are you doing walking <laughs> in this room right now? Get out. Get what out. The, get what out. the fuck, brother? Don't open the door. Don't open the door. Oh. You guys walk further into the room. <laughs> <laughs> It's like an Abbott and Costello movie. It's like Abbott and Costello versus Frankenstein. (laughs) (laughs) You see, uh, now that you're in the room and your eyes have adjusted to the light, you see ancient bloodstains soiling the entire floor beneath just piles of filthy bedding. Was this the massacre chamber? Yeah, this is where they kill people to eat them. In the far right, in the alcove, the cauldron is tipped on its side. You see a large handprint on the cauldron in the grime, and there's a pungent, sour stench filling the air. Uh, you do not see any creatures. That hand looks like print. Looks like it was recent. Are you walking closer to the cauldron <laughs> to inspect it? Still about detect, twenty feet can away. Can I detect magic on the cauldron? Mm-hmm. Roll a perception check. Both of us? Mm-hmm. Yes, natural 20, 31. Yeah, I got a 27. You don't detect any magic, but you smell like rancid stew. Oh. As you get closer to this that is really cook the humans. area of the alcove, you both smell it. Just hit you in the face like, whew. You kind of miss the vault of thorns. <laughs> Smelling this. The magic you detected earlier is to your left. And and there's nothing on the shelves, just old, dusty crap. Uh, Yeah, all old, dusty crap, um, except in the direction of where you detected the magic. There is two potions. Oh, okay. You want to get them? Yeah. Yeah, go get them. Spellcrafting? Sure. 17. Looks like potions that cure moderate. Nice. Excellent. All right. I'm going to walk over to the cauldron, mm-hmm. and I'm going to look at the handprint and attempt to identify it, see if it looks like Grand Soldex, see if it looks like... You said it was huge, right? Sure. Are you turning the cauldron upright? Are you just looking with your eyes? Or? Yeah, I'm, I'm crying scene detectiving. I don't want to contaminate it yet. Right, right. Use a pen to, to lift things. <laughs> right. Take multiple photographs. <laughs> Um, bunch of folding cards. One, no, two, it's like three, four, <laughs> five, six. It's like the beginning of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where it goes, boing, and you just see like a scene from the crime. Uh, roll a perception on the on the handprint. Just looking at it, twenty-seven. It's a it's a pretty big handprint, uh, and it looks relatively recent because the thick layer of dust and grime that's covering it uh, has been disturbed by this handprint. Survival check for footprints leading from this place? Sure. 26. Yeah, there are footprints um, going into the circular room. From, from where here, we're standing? From the bed, the soiled bed, bedding underneath the one, ancient bloodstains. One set of footprints. Some sets. Human? One sets. What two size? Two sets. Blue sets. <laughs> All right, You're I'm not, not quite sure. I'm not going in the, the circular room, just the two of us. That would be that would be foolhardy. But I will listen at the door. <laughs> I will listen at the door as well. Abbott and Costello, Skid and Joe are so angry <laughs> at us. Not, they are not happy. This is such a all. this is such a ridiculous pairing. It is. <laughs> twenty eight, uh, twenty four. You listen to the door and you hear like. <laughs> A didgeridoo? Yeah, <laughs> we, we hear an aboriginal instrument in the... Wow. It's the only 
I mean, are they praying down there? Chanting? All right. Uh, I say we get out of here so we can make Joe and Skid not so angry at us right now. Yeah, but we oh, just go, man. We have to come back. Matthew, just go, man. You hear Lork's, Lork's voice in your head, Della. All right. Uh, yeah, for some reason he calls you Matthew. It's very confusing. We go back. I'm going to go back upstairs. I'm going to... Oh, no, I'm kidding. I'm going to go upstairs. <laughs> Joe is so pissed. All right, so you guys go back upstairs uh-huh. and tell them what's what. So now you guys know. There's a cauldron with a handprint. Baron, you know, kind of did the best he could looking at it. Crime scene detective. Determined that it looked like to be a large handprint, fairly recently touched. Bedding, soiled bedding on the floor, which is covered in ancient bloodstains. And weird sort of low didgeridoo humming coming from the, presumably the last chamber in the keep that you have and I, not I, looked at. I say, we can rest, but we have to come back and cleanse this place. Oh, we'll be back. So do we want to try to rest up in Grenzeldex? Galabras, he looks weak. He looks sad. Yeah. I feel we must rest. I'm still crying and bleeding. Um, the question is, do we rest in Grenzeldex knowing that there's somebody down there? I say we rest in Grenzeldex. Well, oh, yeah, let's spooky rest. in there. Let's rest at Grenzeldex. Unless you guys want to go all the way back. Well, two people could cut open wolves and sleep inside those. <laughs> um, you think they smell well, bad? I'm thinking, I'm thinking two <laughs> On the things. outside. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking two things. One, if we poke our head out to the courtyard, we might be in trouble. I might be overthinking it, but... Those two bodyguards, what else are they going to do? Do you think they're just going to be like, cool? Like, no, they're going to go back and report to him like they're in there taking care of Grenzeldeck. And one way or another, we should go in and launch now because even if they don't defeat her, she'll be weakened. Whatever. Then uh, going back, to, but I want to rest at the sanctuary as opposed to here because this curse that is hovering in this room, like you guys are already affected by it, but I'm not. And like staying in there there's for eight hours might hour, trigger right. another... Right. And there's a chance that save. we could there's a chance that we could destroy uh, the skull at the altar in the uh, chapel and would remove the curse from us. Right, we could bring the skull to the guy and say, "Like, is this it? Is this it? Yeah. Do you feel any ghostly presence coming off of the skull?" I'm totally with you. I just worry about the orc army waiting the for the courtyard. Us. Yeah. Well, why don't you do scouting mission to the courtyard? You just want to sacrifice me on the altar of your mission. You like scouting missions. Lork's fine with just peeking his head out. But that, that's the old-fashioned way. What's peeker? Well, well actually, <laughs> you can just we see look. anything from the keep? Were there windows in the keep? No. Of How course convenient. not. Why would they? Why would they want to have their, their their commander not be able to see anything going on in the fort? <laughs> I mean, there are sort of arrow slits that look out on the countryside. Okay, um, we will cycle back upstairs, quiet as quietly as possible, mm-hmm. and over to the plank bridge that looks out over the cu- courtyard. Not go through it just yet. Uh, Della, do you want to go invisible and go out, or do you want to save it and just have Lurk peek his just head out? Just peek right out. We have to open Lurk the door regardless. is going to peek his head out and look at the courtyard to see if uh, Karguk has brought his men in. Roll a uh, stealth check. You roll it. <laughs> <laughs> Natural three. Really crushing it. Just kill Total of seven. Dice. Total of seven. You're just like, guys, I'll be really quiet. <laughs> hey! Uh, Anybody out there? <laughs> forgot about that. I forgot. That really works for one through three. For yeah, yeah, it should. It sort works for Joe Rowling. <laughs> uh, you peek your head out. The bodies of the ogres and the dismembered orc now are just flies buzzing around their corpses. Eerily quiet, except for the sounds of orcs being very loud in the distance. Like cheering? No. Like, like amassing for battle? Like battle cries? It's not revelry. It's not the same noise that uh, Della said she heard. It's just like it's very loud and it's coming from their camp on the other side of the moat. They're gearing up. They're gearing up. Fall back to the sanctuary. Yep. yep. We can use the aid of if we need to bar ourselves in there and they won't come hold in. it. We'll be safe there regardless, as long as we're and in Fabian can heal us. Yes. All right. Evil feeling in the courtyard. Lork says, "Let's run." Yep. You make it into the chapel. Okay. Shut the doors behind you. 
Now you can all kind of hear that in the distance. Exertion sound. <laughs> I wonder if they're fighting each other for some reason. Maybe. Maybe there's been. A, I mean, if Car, maybe Cargox lost his uh, his command. Um. So, is Fabian just floating out like Casper? <laughs> Like what's he doing? He's, la- right he's lounging in the middle of the air. Is he just chilling, just like hey. Uh, yeah, no, he is not. Uh, he's not there. I take yeah. the uh, skull. Monsignor Fabian. <laughs> this station <laughs> keeps changing. We have found. I we have found this skull in Gensel Dexler. She is dead, <laughs> and I'm afraid it's affecting our moods a bit. Is this? Is this Varius's skull? Can you tell us, can we destroy it here and remove this horrid curse? Smash it upon the altar with a scross hammer. Ooh. I shall. And I take it up to the altar and I place it on the altar, lift the hammer up over my head and say, in Desna's name, smash, crush it. Like just destroys it into powder. Roll the hip. <laughs> AC5. And the curse of melancholy is broken. Yeah! yeah! That's great. A couple minutes pass, and Fabian says, You must find the rest of his remains in order to free me to the afterworld, to see my wife, to now see my son that did not survive, and other ancestors that I never knew. The son that survived is dead, too, to be fair. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's really rude. Della. I mean, that's really. It's been hundreds of years or whatever. <laughs> it's really neither here nor there. I tell I tell Fabian about the cauldron and the bloody, you know, bloody beds, and ask him about if that if he knew if that was being used for the massacres. Right. So you know now you can see the operation of him, and he's you can see him trying to connect with that place, and he says yes that. That must have been Tamon Varius's abattoir when he slaughtered the innocents at first. Perhaps even I was chopped up down there and cooked. What is happening beyond those doors feels like a seance to connect with some foul, evil spirit. Oh, we gotta stop that seance. A cannibalistic spirit. You must stop whatever is happening beyond those doors. I feel as if my freedom lies in you succeeding. Okay. Let's rest quick. Yep. Get back and break up that seance. Can Fabian heal us? Yeah. He'll, uh, he'll cast, he can cast Cure Serious on one of you. Glabras, you're probably the most hurt, right? Pretty badly hurt. <laughs> uh, okay. And I can cast here moderate on. Do you have channels? No, I'm out. No, oh. that's why we didn't want to go. I, ha- I ha- and I have I, I have two potions. Who wants the potions of cure moderate? I'll take. I would take one. That would be very nice. Uh, I'll drink one right now. All right, I hand the other one to you. Galabras, the spirit just co- sort of sends this wave of positive energy towards you and uh, heals you for fifteen points. Sweet. Uh, Fabian sort of appears near you, Galabras, and says, uh, there is great evil beyond those doors. You will need more protection than what I can give you from so far away here in the chapel, confined here to my prison, caught between planes. Search within the statue of Desna. There is something there that can help you in this journey, and in all the journeys for the rest of your days. Good luck. And he disappears. Go kind of mumbles, I don't know why I waited till now. And <laughs> <laughs> he goes over and uh, looks. Roll a perception check. And you can all kind of help him if, roll your own if you. 22. 27. 27. Del doesn't help. Del doesn't help. She tries. Who rolled the 27s? Lork. And Lork Baron. and Baron. So Glabish, you're over there, and you, 
Like, what is he talking about? Am I supposed to take the whole statue with me? I can't do that. And then Baron and Lork come over, and they're looking, 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 and you see what looks like a little contraption underneath the statue. And you trigger it and open it up, and a little chain comes out with a medallion shaped like a butterfly. Oh. Oh. Whoa. And if you wear it, Galabras. I do. Uh, when channeling positive energy, anytime uh, you you can treat one die roll of a one as a six. Oh. Whoa. That's cool. great. When determining the amount of damage healed by living creatures or dealt to undead creatures, though you haven't done that. In addition, once per day. Wait, you, wait, wait. I'm sorry. That's not once per day. That's all the time. No, you can turn one, one, one into a six. When channeling positive energy, anytime you... One of the ones can be a six. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's, that's so cool. Anytime you channel, you turn one one into a six. In addition, once per day, you can expend one use of your channel energy ability to dispel a darkness spell of lower than ninth level within a thirty foot radius burst. Whoa! Cool. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah, and you you know one use of channel energy is consumed for every level of a darkness spell dispelled this way. Is it cool. sitting in your chest hair like you're a mafioso on, on vacation in Miami Beach? Like Calabas, uh, yeah, I don't have any chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> He's tried. He's tried to grow it. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, before we rest, I think Della wants to talk to Galabras to see how he's doing. Thank him for saving, for stepping in front of me like that, and, I'll, and then ask him if he's okay. Much, much better now. After that blighted skull is gone. How are you? I'm feeling very guilty. I have so useless in that combat. No, don't feel guilty. You've you've killed 0.9 enemies per episode. This <laughs> <laughs> Roughly. Roughly. But if my calculations are correct. No. Thanks to your, your help, I'm still alive. You have saved us. I, I like grab her by the arm, like kind of like uh, beside myself. Ready to say, you have saved us. If we had not met you in that vault... I hate to think where we'd be now. Dead, probably. Certainly. I've lost so many people just disappeared from my life. And when I saw you fall like that, I just didn't... I, I thought you were going to be one of them, too. I owe you my life. You are one of us. In a way, it feels like you always have been. Role-playing is like that. <laughs> and Adela gives Galarus a big bear hug yeah big kiss on the lips <laughs> it's like a brother sister thing yeah come on man I'm just saying kiss her on the lips and not like a Luke Skywalker I don't know you guys, yeah, no. you guys are almost the same age I see, yeah, a, I see a pause I think this is one of those love connections you never saw coming it's like oh, they're just, we're just brother sister we're just friends and all of a sudden make it out and <laughs> finger banging in the playhouse <laughs> uh, alright night now becomes day Right. Cock-a-doodle-doo. <laughs> uh, and it is maybe 5, 6 a.m. when you feel prepared enough to sneak back into the keep. Trying your luck yet again between these rushing back and forth between the keep and the chapel and 25 <laughs> bullet shots. You're taking, you're taking your life in your hand. Oh, I, I, instead of walking, I put uh, my gun down on my side like I'm Yosemite Sam, and I choose to levitate there by shooting at the ground endlessly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, tell me what you're doing. What do we think? Back to the uh, basement? Yep. Check the middle buildings. <laughs> <laughs> now we want to stop this. Uh, stop the evil. Stay, stop, stop the evil. Who's, uh, who's taking a peek outside the doors? Lork. Unless you want to, <laughs> Skid do went it. to raise his arm to point at me and immediately just changed. The show. <laughs> uh, don't worry with your stealth roll. I'm just gonna say it's a three. <laughs> you slam that's, the door off its hinges. It's generous of you. Uh, again, just nothing. You don't even see uh, Ogrekin doing their rounds like Della saw last time she mm. peeked through. Obviously, you didn't see him the last time when you just came across. But looking now, something's just wrong. Something's something's off. Something's a no, little off. Not, but also we we also promised to Cargook that we would cleanse the place of spirits. So even if his yeah. bodyguards report back, they're in there with Grenzel Deck. Like what yeah, I know? forgot that part. What do, what do they know if we've got the spirits? 
what is Grenzeldeck doing on the top floor of this building, but just letting people do seances downstairs? I, you know what? Maybe she was corrupted by this curse yeah. and started ordering people to do seances. Yeah. That was her attempt yeah, to like yeah. calm the spirits or something. No, like maybe the spirits no, got in like her she's head. Possessed. Yeah, and yeah. we're like uh, trying to talk her into unleashing something. Or the spirit of, Var- of Various has convinced her to bring him back. Right, like that. Mm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, what I'm going I'm to rename this adventure "The Onion of Evil." <laughs> it's because the plot twists are le- are almost less like plot twists and more like just like you think there's this tar- totally horrible evil thing intent on massacring all life. And then you just like peel back the layer and there's an evil, eviler thing intent on doing much worse. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. The onion of evil. Well, it also could certainly be, even if she wasn't possessed more or less, um, her grief might have made her just turn to anything to increase her power. Maybe it was kind of like a, I'll show him. Like if she was able to channel like the underworld's power and then use it against up. the storm uh, right. tyrant. Right. Okay. So downstairs? So downstairs, I Dance. say... Boogie across yeah, the courtyard, boogie. back into the Is this our seventh trip? Back and forth? It's just a little too quiet going across there. You guys get into the keep. Still, dead hill giants laying there. You know, these things are just festering now. All the death that you guys have caused in this place... Perhaps you are the evil ones. Yeah. Wow. You walk into the next room, to the left. You can still see the waterlogged floors where Lork fell through. You then go down the stairs, Adela and Baron. So, bravely, went by themselves to do. (laughs) You enter the room, and now Lork, Galabras, and Barry Connick Jr., and Ingrahild see what Della and Baron were talking about. Bloodstains, soiled bedding, shelves of like maybe some sort of storage cellar, and then a cauldron turned on its side with a big old handprint disrupting the grimy dust on top. A set of double doors leading into a circular chamber. Did you roll a knowledge arcana on this? I didn't. Could I roll a knowledge arcana on the. Or knowledge roll it, like to see if there's anything about this practice with a cauldron and blood, uh, blood magic, or. I have arcana, I don't have religion. I do have religion, Galabras but I rolled a one. Uh, I have, Lork has religion. Uh, Twelve, uh, Fifteen. It, this certainly doesn't seem like any uh, traces of religious ritual that you've ever heard of. Okay. From any thing. Do we hear the chanting, murmuring sounds coming from through the door? Uh, you do. A little more faint this time. But there's, there's, something, there's something in there. Um... Shelves, bloodstains, cauldron on its side with a handprint, doors leading in. What do you do? Open the door. You ask me. Lurk is going to stand back on this one. Arm is bow. All right. You guys want to do it? I'll light the scimitar on fire and open the door. You led the way last time. Stealthily open the door. You ready for it? Show me where you are on the map, everybody. I'm standing next to Lork, uh, behind Baron and Della, and Ingrahild is next to Della. She's taking the vanguard. She's a badass. Baron stealthily opens the door. Twenty-seven. Three rolls. Baron opens the door and sees the following. In the middle of the circular chamber is just a giant sand pit. What? Standing in the pit are two gross, bulging with pregnancy. Oh, gross. Ogres. Oh, no. With a tiny little thing barely covering their private parts. Oh, no. Tracing symbols in the sand. And with his back to you, you see another ogre, bigger than the two pregnant females, just muttering to himself, 
they will find Grinchel Dick, and I will eat her alive. This is my wish, Zora. Zora, I will honor you. Bring these bones back to life. No, no, no. The women look. One of them sees Baron. What? She rolled a higher perception. Than 27! And she says, Pappy, Pappy, look! And this huge ogre with symbols carved over his chest turns to look at you. Oh, you dare to disturb my ritual? Kill them! Oh, no. Next week. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Hi, Poppy. Hi, oh. oh, Poppy. <laughs> I'm going to ready an action before next week. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale, it's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.